All right. How do we sound now? You sound normal. Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know why that started happening. Like the first session for every uh, recording is is you come through quiet on my end. I'm assuming uh, Anchor did an update uh, somewhat recently. They noticed how many uh, podcasts that are being listened to on Anchor. They noticed the popularity in Whisper podcasts. So they're like, oh, well, we might as well just crank the volume down because people love whisper podcasts so let's just go ahead and crank the volume down for them whisper uh, podcast so like are you like are you talking about asmr no 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 no. not asmr more yeah because asmr that's different no more whisper podcasts of like let's make it sound like the person is super far away um because people like to listen to those type of podcasts people like to feel like they're in uh, uh, one section of the house while the podcasters are in another section of the house. It makes them feel very, very at home. It makes them feel like, hey, my family's in the other side of the house. I'm over here. It, it, it brings that sort of uh, uh, emotion to them. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Don't blame me. It, it's anchor and their 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 stupid thinking. No, I blame you because you're the one who introduced me to the concept, so that makes it your fault. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Store Brand Comics, everybody. I'm Tio, and I'm Brandon. And uh, we were just talking about how, for some reason, so we record through the Anchor app. And for some reason, this thing has started happening where uh, every first attempt we make at a recording, like, Brandon sounds like he's two miles away from me. Yeah, that's it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But at least uh, it's a quick fix where we just start a new recording, as opposed to, like, some of the problems we've had in the past where it's like, well, I guess we just don't record today <laughs> yeah i guess we either put this off until later in the week or next week yeah yeah i would much rather have this problem than any of the wi-fi problems we've had in the past oh yeah definitely definitely yeah but this, man, this, like... this is not a horrible problem to have i'm not gonna say it's a good problem to have because like a good problem to have would be something like i have too much money but yeah, like, yeah. It's, like so this is a good problem to have but it's an easy problem to have at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the tiniest inconvenience. It's barely a problem. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, ultimately, I I don't know. I feel great today. Even though I got, like, very little sleep. Um, I, I'm not saying, like, my life prior to yesterday evening was, like, dull and boring ultimately i did like it but uh i don't know like like writing a little bit has just i don't know it it brightened my my evening last night as well as like today to where i was like super productive this morning like it helped me be super productive in in various stuff i was doing it's like dang i need to get back on writing because i i forgot how joyful it was 
I need to get back into writing too because uh, I um I recently uh had an idea alongside a coworker of mine that uh, I think would make a funny little uh funny little comic book series if ever I put it to print. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's one of those things where like uh like basically what I wrote last night it's a two-page comic so it's not even crazy big or anything but i haven't written any i'll say i haven't written any comics since like october of 2020 Mm. roughly i haven't written any comic scripts since then like anytime i'm talking about something it's it's me editing a script or or editing uh, that script being turned into a comic, but me actually writing a comic script, it's been over a year and a half. Mm. Um, and like, like the closest thing I had to that before uh, last night was when I wrote the, uh, the Kickstarter video script, mm. like yeah. the, for the guy to do the voiceover. Yeah. That wasn't comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't a comic, but like I I got that rush whenever I wrote that back when uh, when I messaged you and and got you to help me come up with some random stuff to say at the end yeah. back in like uh, February of March of uh, 2021. I got that rush, even though it wasn't a comic script. Like I was like, oh, this was great, and then like this pumps my blood. Yeah, and then aside from like work writing because i gotta do a lot of uh writing when it comes to my work like i haven't done any scripts in so long and then last night it it was like the perfect thing i i was going through i finally uh started working on editing the gallows man number two again the last edits i did was like late january like i haven't really touched edits in like a month um ultimately because of busyness with work but it was also like i mentioned this like a episode or two ago where like when i'm done with work like i i don't want to like like not saying comics that stuff is work but like it, it it needs more energy than what i have when i get off of work yeah yeah um, i definitely understand that yeah and so, and it was always like lingering because, like, ultimately, I I don't care for or like uh, editing a comic. What I mean by that is more like marketing stuff. Like, I like editing the story and stuff. Don't even I love editing story, but all of all of that's done. It's literally just like, oh, uh, make a coming soon page of like comics that are coming soon. And this time, I'm not going to say coming soon 2020 one releases or anything i want to say coming soon and then in parentheses eventually <laughs> i'm gonna put eventually because <laughs> um, i i looked at the gallows man number one coming soon stuff and i was like ooh, i was wrong on all of those <laughs> yeah um but uh where was i going with this oh so i was doing a lot of comic work yesterday evening because I just got that rush to do it. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of this done to where like really all I have left is uh, do a letters page and then uh, like the coming soon page. 
and then like hire like like write the kickstarter video script and hire that guy to do that but that's pretty much it and then just uh write out the kickstarter page that's all i gotta do left yeah. but uh as i was going through all that i was looking through the page count because i mentioned in a long ago video of uh making self-published comics that when printing it prints in increments of four pages yeah yeah this, this was um in the uh the epic two-parter brandon explains making comics yes, yes. um you can go check that out check it out after this episode yeah yeah, yeah it's it's genuinely useful information for anyone who wants to uh go through the process of making their own comic books yeah and even though it's been like a year or more since I did that episode, I'd say all of that still applies. I feel like I've gotten a little more knowledge since then, but yeah. all of that is, it still applies. I still use yeah, all that today. It's, it's been about a year now since we did those episodes. I'd yeah, say. I think so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, so comics are printed in increments of four pages. I story wise have 47 pages uh for gallows man number two and yeah i could do 48 pages but that only leaves me one page to put stuff it'd basically be like do the store brand comics ad for one page and then like the back cover would be the coming soon thing i have like no pages to do letters pages and i want to do letters pages uh ultimately for my own self-indulgence to just write out my thoughts and behind the scenes stuff um it's ultimately for my own pleasure maybe people get pleasure out of it but i i like tickle your own fancy exactly um so i was like dang it i won't be able to do 48 so i guess i'll have to bump it up to 52 which gives me five pages i need to fill and so i was like okay the store brand comics ad there'll be one page which i edited that i edited that to where it says uh uh I forgot what the wizard says, but it's like, uh, must come out every week instead of saying the fifth day of every week. Yeah. Must come yeah. Out every week. And, uh, at the bottom it says like, uh, store brand comics, new episodes every week, instead of saying like the specific day. Yeah. Um, so one of those five pages, store brand comics ad, uh, two of those pages, um, letters pages and then letters page slash behind the scene. Um, so I have two pages left. I'm like, what the heck can I do with those two pages? And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just make a short comic. Like, like my thought was basically like, oh, I'll just do what like some manga do sometimes where it's just like that one or two pages of like, uh, the characters, you know, doing like cute interactions in the day or whatever, like, yeah, like, okay. like goofing off a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Break up the tension of this crazy stuff that's going on in Tokyo ghoul to show you, uh, some characters ordering coffee at the, at the coffee place. <laughs> or like, uh, or like that bit, one bit that I do remember from the little bit of Tokyo ghoul that I have read is, um, that one guy who eats like the takoyaki, which is like the fish cake thing. And, and yeah, then when he spits it out, he's like, oh, it tastes like horse crap. 
and and Kaneki is like, how do you know what horse crap tastes like? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I remember, <laughs> it's like this is getting a little off topic, but with the Tokyo Ghoul, like those little comics at the end, I remember there was a lot of uh, this is in Tokyo Ghoul read. There is a character in the CCG who likes one of Kaneki's squad members. Mm. Um, and like for a lot of those, it was just like him creepily slash like cutely trying to like win over that squad member. It was just so weird. Like, like there was, I, I say it's weird because there was a lot of those. There was yeah. probably like at least five to 10 dealing with just that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like the creator was like, I don't have any more ideas. Let, let's just keep this going. Let's keep this. Well, he was, this he was clearly going. having fun with the relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, anyway, so, so that's the reason I started writing a script last night was just like, oh, I just need two pages to fill. Let's do this. And so. It took me a little bit, but I eventually came up. It, it's not even, it's two pages, so it's not even like groundbreaking or anything. Yeah. But it was uh, Sweet Dreams Noose Boy to where you'll see Aww. a little bit, you'll see a little bit of Noose Boy where um, the first page is basically uh, his mom saying goodnight to him. Like there, there's a long, there's a long conversation they have as that's going on, but that's the general premise. Mom is saying goodnight to him. Funny stuff is is said where the mom is like, uh, yeah, you just love you. It's written differently. It was basically like, man, you must be a huge fan of that, that newsboy character. And she's like, if I didn't know any better. I would think you were newsboy and newsboy is like sweating in his bed. He's like, uh, 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 no, no, I would never. I, I'm not as handsome or as strong or as 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 beautiful or as awesome or as cool as that newsboy guy no no there there's no correlation at all and then the mom's like yeah i guess you're right the newsboy's like wait <laughs> wait a second <laughs> she's like good night um and then the second page is his dream that he mm. has and like each panel is it, it's what i want it hasn't been drawn yet, but I want the whole thing to be drawn kind of like chibi-esque style because I don't want it to be the same style as the comic. Yeah. Because that's a big thing with like not not I mean, I, I guess there is manga influence there from me reading a bunch of manga, but whenever they do those little uh uh things at the end, they're not in the same style as Yeah, they're they're usually in like a chibi style. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, even, if you could uh, even, even like the the volumes of Full Metal Alchemist, there are always like four panel comics at the back, and they're always drawn in like a chibi sort of style. Okay, yeah, but I was like, if you could try to do it in like a chibi s style, it doesn't have to be like like a spot on. But let me just see. I, I just want it to be different than the actual comic. And then so the dream sequence or or the dream bubbles. It's it's like four or five panels and it's progression. Like it'll be one hour of newsboy sleeping and you see his dream bubble 
then two hours, you see the dream bubble. Now four hours, you see the dream bubble, eight hours, you see the dream bubble. It's the progression of the dream. Yeah. And, uh, trying to remember oh yeah yeah so the dream bubble art i told her if you could do it in like because he's a kid do the dream bubble art in like like a child's drawing like 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 crayon type drawing like <laughs> like how, do it a, how young is newsboy supposed to be i mean he's not that young he's like i always thought like 11 or 12 okay yeah but uh but that's me personally. If someone sees him as younger or older, then then that's that's good on them. Not but, too uh, much older, because that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I in this two-page thing, uh, I guess canonically now, uh, Newsboy's name is Charlie because the mom calls him Charlie. So, so there's it's canon now. People, Newsboy's name is Charlie. All right. Do, do you want me to leave all this in the episode or? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Fine. Right. It's a two page thing. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you can get rid of it if it's, if it's like not entertaining, but in terms of spoiler, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's not I'm, spoiler at all. Yeah. I'm more wondering for whether or not you want to leave your own spoilers in this episode. No, no. It's like a two page thing that, like, ultimately, the reason I started writing it was to fill two pages. Yeah, but as it went on, I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this. Um, it sounds like a really neat idea. I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to getting the art for it. Uh, like it'll probably be finished in the next two or three weeks because Helen's really quick on this stuff. But yeah. um, but yeah, like the the dream sequence, like it's it's the second page. It's five panels. First panel shows him close his eyes. Uh, he's going to sleep. Second panel is him asleep he's smiling this is an hour into the dream you see the dream bubble and in the dream bubble again it's child drawing uh he's standing in like a grassy area maybe there's some trees and flowers and he's just smiling he's he's ah <laughs> like he doesn't say anything it's like ah nice nice beautiful day that sort of thing yeah uh third panel it's two hours into the dream uh someone else is now also in that like grassy area with the trees and flowers. And this person uh, uh, dropped or dropped her through a piece of crumpled up paper. And Newsboy says, let me see. Oh, so, so the drop, the crumpled up paper, Newsboy is angered in the dream. Um, also in real life while he's sleeping, he's a little bit angered. Um, in Dream Bubble, Newsboy says, the truest form of villainy is littering, you scum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, whenever I I finished this, I was like, you know what? The next bookmark, because I want to do a bookmark for each one of these, because it's one of the most cost-effective stretch goals. Yeah. Um, the next bookmark I want to do is either the childlike dream bubble where... He's saying the truest form of villainy is littering you scum or like a, a, a better drawn out version of that. But I do want that to be it where Newsboy's like the truest form of villainy is littering you scum. Yeah. Um, so fourth panel, it's four hours into the dream. Uh, Newsboy, it's now 
the guy who littered previously in the dream, he's now hanged. Like he's been <laughs> hanged. And and there's a crowd of people celebrating and 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 uh Gallows Man is also there celebrating and Newsboy is standing there in like a uh uh, a hero's pose and he says it's time that we hunt down and execute all the wretched litterers of this world and then the the final panel uh the final panel is it says eight hours this is basically eight hours into the dream and <clears throat> the dream bubble is newsboy and gallows man standing in a heroic pose smiling and there's just a valley of hanged slash surrounding them. <laughs> Supposedly all these litterers that he's executed the past four hours in this dream. So, um, so Noosboy is particularly environmentally conscious. Yes, yes. For 40s, I mean, Noosboy is ahead of his time. But yeah. Uh, and then the real Noosboy... Um, outside of the dream when he's sleeping he's smiling and looks more happy than he did when he was just standing in the grassy field so this <laughs> is true happiness for him and then that's the end i was like i like that i can't wait to see that wow <laughs> yeah yeah i've goodness oh sorry i was just stretching a little bit but i've got to i've got to get started uh, working on some scripts because I have some ideas of like I've been in this weird mental slump for like a year and I'm finally coming out of it and so like I, I uh, and see, the thing is when my flash drive got corrupted like I was just coming out of like a six month long like sort of depressive state where I couldn't write anything yeah. And like I was starting to write again, but then my flash drive went corrupted shortly after that, and I was like, "Oh!" And that okay, was the then. flash drive that had like all the previous stuff. Yeah, and so that just threw me right back down into the ditch emotionally, yeah. and it's taken me a long time to come back out of it. But uh, my sister for Christmas, she got me mm. a a new flash drive. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I could have just got gone out and gotten my own, but I, I don't know why I never did. Probably because I've been trying to save money and I didn't want to spare like the 15 bucks for a decently sized flash drive. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that she got me cause like she got me like a fancy one with like, a uh, like my name engraved into it. And like, it's really? got like a wooden casing over it. That's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I love it. Um, yeah. and so I'm going to start writing again soon so i've got some ideas that are solidifying i have one in particular that like for a while i've been telling myself like it feels like it would have been like a three issue miniseries but the longer i've thought about it the more i've kind of come to realize this idea doesn't have the legs for three issues i really feel like it just needs to be a one shot oh yeah like, I, I have an idea where it's, like, this, like, even if it's a slightly longer one-shot, because it might need to be a little bit longer to properly yeah, flesh exactly. out the ideas in it, but I don't feel like it has the power to go for more than one issue. I gotcha. Because, like, at, at first when I came up with the idea, like, years ago, I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, like, 
I want to, I want to make like a mini series out of this. Um, but, uh, like now recently I've realized like, no, I, I don't have enough going into this idea for a mini series. It's also probably like, you've probably noticed in thinking about it slash writing that like, it'll work better as yeah. like a one shot. Oh, it'll definitely work better as a one shot. Cause it's really just one idea. Um, it's it's technically a horror story, but I don't know if I do anything that you could consider like really scary with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all it's all atmosphere, and it's the type of horror where like you kind of have to think about it for it to be really scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not it's not really all that terrifying on its face, but I I hope it I hope it works. Um, I'll definitely uh once I like start writing the script, I'll send you you know drafts as i'm going along and get your opinion on it and i know this is like a a ways down the way but like when uh like you're working on it and when you're done i honestly think like and i'm not even like i've only made like one or two comics really but like one shots are like the perfect thing to start out with in terms of like Mm -hmm. either either trying to uh, sell it to a publisher or just kickstart it or, or like whatever you do with it. Like one yeah. shots are definitely the best way to start out. Yeah. Cause like if it's, if it's a Kickstarter or something and it's just a one shot from an unproven person, then you at least have that guarantee right there that what you're getting is going to be the complete version. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if I were to do like a Kickstarter for this um, as a one shot, no one would be wondering like when the next issue is going to be finished when when and if there will be a next issue yeah exactly a lot of times they'll be like the person didn't raise enough so like they just can't continue making it yeah yeah which luckily with something like the gallows man already had money saved up and the script was already done so like the whole four story four issue thing will come out no matter what like like even if uh the kickstarters make super low like the whole thing will happen yeah which this thing this tiny little two-page thing i did last night kind of got me thinking and i'll see once i get towards uh working on and finishing the last issue of the gallows man that kind of got me thinking like huh like i might i might consider i'm not really caring to really do a sequel to the gallows man like do a a second mini series i could the way i ended it it could in that way it has a a a good satisfying concluding ending but there's like after credits thing uh that leaves it open to a sequel. I I don't really care to do that. Um, But I wouldn't mind after doing this thing last night, doing like a, it wouldn't be as long as like an issue of the gallows man, but maybe like a 22 or 32 page anthology of just like little, little shorts within the gallows man. um, Similar to this, like each one is no more than like five or six pages long. And they're just little stuff like this Sweet Dreams Newsboy type thing. Yeah. Um, And just have like five or six little comics within that. 
going to be I'd come up with some other name for it but like how dc has this sometimes like the gallows man the secret files or whatever it'd be called something else but or uh, um, what's the what's the name of the city that is in your book for gallows man i can't remember town city what's that towns city town city okay so you could call it like the gallows man tales from town city oh yeah yeah that's perfect yeah yeah but uh after doing that short story last night i was like huh like i'll i'll consider that before i consider like making a sequel series yeah yeah gosh like talking about writing because i i haven't written just writing that little thing last night and then just talking about writing is like so refreshing to me like i i love my job and like i don't hate anything about my life ultimately i i am having a good life i don't know what it is like writing that thing last night and then talking about writing now like it's it's almost like that uh that that little wake up from the matrix type thing where it's like ah oh, like i this this is great i i remember this kind of not saying i've been in autopilot because again i love everything that i do job wise and everything but uh i just kind of forgot the joy and thrill of writing yeah to where like i mean i i don't really stay up anymore like if i stay up it's for like a youth event like i have to stay up i have to make sure kids don't kill each other or whatever or i'm yeah. doing something or whatever um but normally i i don't stay up past like 11 or or midnight but like last night when i get sucked into that that writing zone time just like doesn't matter to where like when I finished the script, it was like one thirty. I was like, oh, like I don't feel tired at all. Like <laughs> I could just keep going if there was more to write. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's both good and bad. I need to be careful because that could easily become like my cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> my yes. cocaine. Yes. I will not bury you, Master Bruce. I will not put you in a little box and bury you in the ground. In your nylon costume that you bought for a birthday party. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't bury another Batman, Mr. Bruce. I'm not going to squeeze your fat body into a teeny tiny box and put you in the ground. I'm not going to try to fit that that big bat bubble butt into a coffin. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put your triple thick with five C's. <laughs> but donk a donk dump trunk, dump truck butt into that teeny tiny little to go box. 
from Texas Roadhouse and put you in the ground whilst I'm Bruce, I won't do it. <laughs> Alfred, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to squeeze your massive bow down honkaroos into that little box and put you in the ground whilst I'm Bruce. There we go. Our first character bit for the episode. (laughs) Going back to what you were saying earlier about writing being your cocaine. um, Speaking of cocaine and writing. Yeah. uh, Did you see that trailer for the new Firestarter? No. have not. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think. For some reason, I was thinking of Fire Punch, and I was like, I haven't seen any of Fire Punch, but no, Firestarter. Yes. Yeah, no, Fire. Yeah, Firestarter um, from Stephen King. Yes, uh, they're making it. They're doing it again. Yeah, which, uh, like, ultimately, I, I probably won't see it. But the little girl in that, um. She was the same little girl. I talked about this months ago, so I see how people could easily forget this. But she was the same little girl in American Horror Story season 10. The little girl that, like, played a little girl that I really hated. Oh, the one that you wanted to see, like, punted down the street? I wanted to see her die in the show. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. And so, like... I guess it just shows how good of an actress she is to where like I saw her in this and I still kind of carried that over from American horror story. And I was like, ah, it's not you. It was a character, but I, I don't know. It's it stuck with me. I still don't care <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it, which, which there were a couple lines that she said towards the end of the trailer where I was like, Oh, that just sounds like the little girl from American horror story. that sounds like something she would say i'm gonna start you on fire hey wait a minute like the the thing at the end where it's like i don't know feels kind of good i was like that's the little girl from american horror story it's just that character (laughs) yeah yeah that was one of the trailers that accompanied the cursed oh really yeah was that not where you saw it is that not where you saw that trailer? I okay, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it now. I guess it was in the curse. I think I saw it before I saw the curse. Okay, yeah. That like I didn't know that movie was even happening until I saw that trailer. Yeah, that like, like for the cursed. Here's here's like a small little. It's not really a tangent, but something I thought about recently is like I remember before the age of like YouTube and trailers being everywhere. Yeah. Um, I remember being a little kid going into a movie and like loving and being surprised by trailers. Cause ultimately that was the first time you saw or heard that this thing is coming out. Yeah. Where nowadays, like I, I barely pay attention during the trailers of a movie. Cause it's like, yeah, I already saw these on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And that like nowadays it's like, we get um, information about the release of a possible leak that um, uh, is announcing like 
the day that a trailer is going to come out like two weeks in advance and then it yeah. does come out on that day on youtube and then like when you by the time you see it in the theater it's like you've heard so much about the trailer before it was even out that you're like yeah okay yeah exactly like in uh yeah most of the time i've already seen it on youtube and unless it was like like because i remember the first the batman trailer not the one that the most recent trailer but the first one that came out like almost two years ago yeah um I remember seeing that on YouTube, watching it at least like two or three times. Like we did the episodes, the fandom, that's when it came out. Yeah. Um, And then like within a month going to the theaters and then seeing that trailer on the big screen, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Doc chill. It's the Batman. It's Robert Pattinson. He's going to ruin the role. (laughs) He he played a, a vampire. And he, played a, he played a vampire in, in a movie series I don't like once. He played that vampire for like in those on all five of those movies, and that and, and that makes him bad. I'm Team Jacob and Team Werewolf and Boo Vampire. I haven't seen him in any of the films he's made since then. I'm just judging him entirely on that bad role with bad material <laughs> that gave him very little to work with as an actor. Yeah. And it makes me upset. Twilight Which... is for teenage girls, and that makes it bad. <laughs> teenage girls aren't allowed to have nice things. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like it's clearly not for you, like thirty or forty year old guy. Like it's not what it was made for. Yeah. Like and chill. like that's not, that's not to say Twilight is un, like a nice thing for teenage girls. Like, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it's the best they've gotten. Yeah, it, it definitely has some problems and like they could definitely use some better stuff, but I mean like it was made for a specific yeah. demographic. It, it's not like like because I remember complaining when I was in middle school and stuff when it came out, I was like, Oh, Twilight, so so lame. Only yeah. girls like it or whatever. It's only for girls. And then like as you get older, it's like, yeah, that that was the point. It was supposed to be for yeah. those girls like like chill like, like here's here's the weird thing about me i i still every once in a while i still like genuinely enjoy watching the twilight movies yeah um both ironically and unironically because like i don't know there's something about them like there is a quality to the twilight movies that gives you the feeling of like yeah this is actually pretty okay like when you're sitting down yeah, and watching yeah. it like they're absolutely not the worst movies ever made yeah no no I, I still haven't fully seen one through, but I mean, like, yeah, from the bits I've seen, it's like, it's not garbage. It's not like good or great, but I mean, like, it's it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's, like you said, not, it's not like, the worst movies ever. It's not like offensively bad as a film. Now, obviously, like all of the relationships in it are like nothing to model real relationships on. They're all horrible, yeah, no, no, but, yeah. But the thing is, like, you, you know what I want? I there's one character in Twilight that everyone, regardless of whether or not they like the series, seems to universally agree is an incredible character. And that's Bella's dad, Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I want? Stephanie Meyer, I believe, is still writing this stuff. She recently released the book Midnight Sun. I think it was a couple years ago by now, actually. But the book Midnight Sun, which is just Twilight from Edward's perspective instead. 
Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, yeah, because they're all written in the first-person perspective, and Bella yeah, is, yeah. is the main narrator. But Midnight Sun was written from Edward's perspective instead. Oh, you know what I really want? Charlie's I want perspective. The, I want the entire Twilight Saga from Charlie's perspective, because yeah. he had no idea what was going on for that entire series. <laughs> So that's that's what I want. I want Twilight from Charlie's perspective. Like he was just clueless as to the stuff. Like yeah, Twilight like he genuinely it. had no idea what was going on. All he knew was that everything got real weird once his daughter moved into town. Oh, okay, yeah. Like like, yeah. A, like as soon as his daughter moved in with him, like his, his like just, things just started getting weird. I haven't seen it. Does does Charlie? Not saying he's alcoholic, but does he like drink any in the movie? He drinks a little, but like. Okay. I, from what I see in the movies, I think it's mostly like light beer. Okay. Like, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's definitely not like a hard and heavy drinker as a character. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's like, I think man. he's like the sheriff. Oh, uh, okay. I got gotcha. you. If I remember correctly. So he's supposed to be like, he's a very like responsible character. Yeah. Um, so the, just the only thing is, he just doesn't know what's happening and he's not allowed to know what's happening based on vampire yeah. rules. So. You see him at uh, some vampire crime scene, and he's like, wow, I guess we have cannibals in town or something? Yeah, wow. well, they usually chalk up vampire and werewolf attacks to, like, uh, animals. Well, werewolves don't attack people in Twilight, any, but, like, yeah, they chalk up vampire attacks to, like, animal attacks, typically. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's, uh, like, and, like, the way he... The, he first learned, at least in the movies, I don't know how it went in the books because I never read the books all the way through. I tried mm-hmm. I tried two of them on two separate occasions and couldn't get very far. But um, yeah. but in the movies, there's a scene, It's an, there's an amazing scene where Jacob, the werewolf boy, uh, is like telling Charlie, he's trying to tell Charlie about supernatural things for like the first time. Yeah, and the only way he knows how to do it is to transform. But he doesn't I want to destroy it. his clothes just to show. Yeah, Charlie I've seen that there. scene. He gets naked and yeah, so he takes him out in the middle of the woods, gets naked in front of him. Charlie's like, dude. Yeah, yeah. Charlie's like, dude. Like, can we not? <laughs> Jacob's like, no, no. You have to see this. And Charlie's like, do I? <laughs> so you can just see, like, oh my god, I don't want to see this written all over Charlie's face. His actor yeah. is amazing. Yeah, uh, Charlie's just like this. This young man is just trying to trying to show me his his wiener. This is weird. <laughs> exactly. It's like my best friend's son is <laughs> is exposing himself in front of me, and this makes me extremely uncomfortable. It's gonna be very weird the next time I eat with my best friend. Exactly. I, I, I can no longer be friends with him. This is yeah. I can't ever talk to him again without thinking about this. Like he's like Jake, I can never show my face on your family's reservation again. <laughs> like I am pretty sure I'm an outlaw of your tribe now because of this. But uh, but yeah, so uh, uh but yeah, he, like he transforms from and like the way the werewolves work in Twilight is they can just shape shift at will. Yeah. Um, and like they turn into ba- like bear sized wolves, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like like very large wolves. So uh. Yeah, he like just transforms in front of him, and Charlie still doesn't get like. I think he still doesn't get like the full vampire explanation. 
He just yeah. he just gets a little glimpse at the werewolves through Jacob. Yeah, um, you're finding about werewolves, like yeah, yeah. I mean, like ultimately, if Jacob starts talking about the vampire thing, like I'd believe him because it's like, oh, like there's werewolves. Sure, of course, there's going to be vampires. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, yeah. Like, he he never like gets told anything about the vampires. I don't think he's ever even told that Bella is a vampire by the time he like sees her again after her wedding um because like uh because because bella and edward get married in the in breaking dawn part one the fourth twilight movie yeah and that's when you know the child is conceived because bella's still human and like there's some actually like towards the end of the movie really effective body horror Mm. with like as soon as the as soon as the childbirth scene starts yeah don't you like start her back is breaking and all yeah like her, her back snaps and um, like Edward has to chew through her like embryonic sac mm. to to get the baby out. Hey, yeah. So like it's like it's some really effective and creepy body horror. And the best part is like they built up to that through the movie by like showing the effect the pregnancy has on Bella's body. Like she gets like emaciated and thin, and like her cheeks are sunken in over the course yeah. of the movie. And like all of that building up to the moment where all of a sudden her back breaks under the pressure of the baby trying to get out. And it's like, it's, it's, it's really creepy. And it's, it's one of the things that I actually like about the twilight movies in particular, the fourth one, because the fourth one is definitely like the slowest one. I would say a lot of people uh, look at it as like the weakest twilight movie other than the first one. Well, cause isn't it, uh, because uh, you said it's Breaking Dawn Part One. Yeah, they they took the first half of a book and tried to. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say yeah, because it, it's just cutting one of these books in half and just yeah, like, and the Deathly Hollows treatment to it. Yeah, exactly. Except there's not enough actual content in the Twilight books to really stretch yeah. it out like that. Um, which one could argue there wasn't enough actual content to the Deathly Hollows to stretch it out like that. Yeah, I remember that yeah. first one being super slow. It is really slow, but I, I have thought about it to where, like, if you did do one movie, it's either going to be really long or it's going to feel too crammed. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You, you do have to do that, like, uh, <clears throat> that we three, Harry, Hermione, and Ron, are on our own, and, and you have to do their quest to find the Horcruxes. Like, you have to do that. Yeah. But if you do that, in only like 20 or 30 minutes, it's going to feel very rushed. And you're, I, that's the thing is like deathly hollows part one. No, nowhere close to my favorite Harry Potter movie, but what I will give it, it's obviously like the most depressing one. Um, but what I will give it is that time, the, the length and them doing all that, like, yes, it can feel like boring at times, but I'll kind of chalk that up to like being a little bit deliberate because you're kind of feeling what they're going through. Like, yeah, it's not like every day you find a Horcrux, like it's these long strenuous journeys to find one as well as like all the crap you have to deal with, with each other to find one. Cause because uh, of the effects they have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I, I will defend the first Deathly Hollows movie to a degree. 
Now, yeah. I'm not even putting it in my top three Harry Potter movies, but I don't think it's bad. Yeah. And for me, I I like when it comes to like the Twilight movies, I think I'm I'm willing to defend Breaking Dawn Part One um as an effective like step in the journey. Because mm-hmm. throughout all of these movies, sure there have been some creepy elements here and there, but for the most part, they've been like the, the first three movies are this weird romantic dark action fantasy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So like, but vampires and werewolves are monsters, right? So like breaking Dawn to me is the only twilight movie to actively engage with the horror elements of the creatures that is presented. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, it's like, I think if you, if you think of it less as like, just the slow first half of the of what's supposed to be the big finale and think of it more as like uh like this slow burn build to its own finale like if you look at breaking dawn part one as its own piece i feel like it actually makes for a pretty effective horror movie all right um but um yeah like to me when it comes to breaking dawn part one Yes, it is a part of the Twilight Saga, and it's a part of you know this larger story that so far hasn't really done a whole lot of horror. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I I feel like as as an individual movie, looking at Breaking Dawn Part One as a horror movie makes it more effective, mm, mm. and like makes the pace a lot more bearable because horror movies are supposed to be slower and build yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. But like because like the whole thing is like seeing the effect that the pregnancy has on Bella's body, it's, you know, it, it, even before the birth, it's pretty gruesome and gross and weird. Yeah. So, like, and, and like, if you just view it all as the buildup to the her going into labor as, like, this big horrific finale, it's like, I, I feel like it works. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one day... I might watch them. I'll, I'll at least watch the first one and then go from yeah. here. It's not going to be like me sitting down to watch it by myself. It'll be like someone's like, "Hey, let's watch these." I'll be like, "Okay," because yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch the Twilight movies. Oh yeah, no. Like even I don't really sit down and just watch Twilight for its own merit. I like I'll only do it if I'm with a group of people. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a movie to do commentary over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but speaking of good horror, yes, yes, Tio saw the curse. I did. I I saw the curse between the previous episode and this episode, and it was really good. Yeah, it's it's somewhat surprising because of like how somewhat hidden it is. Because I'm. I I looked up the box office stuff, and this is up to February 27th. Basically, they release box office stuff every week, showing like the past week stuff. So up to this past Sunday, it's made 3.6 million dollars. What was its budget? Uh, based on what I like, I can't find any information about the budget, but literally just based on what I watched, I would say. At the very least, a fifteen million dollar budget, mm. probably more. Like I, I'm guessing, twenty million, maybe a little bit more. 
okay. based on some of the shots and, and stuff that happens, like, yeah, I think, I think 15 to 20 million is reasonable. Uh, could be a little bit more, but, yeah. but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely going to lose money. And that's sad to see because Hollywood will not take chances like this again. No, not not for a good while. At least not on something that they can't just put on streaming right away. Yeah, exactly. Like this yeah. this this is the type of movie that Hollywood is going to relegate to streaming services from now on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which if it still comes out, I'm okay with that. But I, I do like to see these like smaller movies on the big screen because there's yeah. there's a different feeling in watching a movie in the theaters. It's an experience. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays for me also, it's becoming increasingly rare to go to the theater to see like a non franchise movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it was fun to go do that. Like the only other movie I can think of that I plan to do that with this year is the Northman. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited for the Northman. But um, but yeah, the cursed. It was really good. It's it is the only like horror movie that is actually supposed to be a horror movie that I have seen um in the theater. Oh okay. Um, really, I did, I did see Breaking Dawn Part One in the theater. Um, yeah, yeah. My my sister was a teenage girl when the Twilight movies were coming out, and she wanted her family to go with and see them. <laughs> so, so this is like technically your first horror so movie the yeah it was my first movie with like horror elements to it that I saw yeah, yeah. Was, was Breaking Dawn Part 1 but again it's not really a horror movie you have to adjust your perception of it to make it one yeah yeah um, but as for The Curse that is actually a horror movie because it's supposed to be um, <laughs> and uh uh, it's the only one like that that I've seen in the theater, and it was yeah, it was I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think. Do you want to do you want to like talk spoilers about it a little bit, just for the sake of talking yeah, about yeah. things we liked? All right. So for listeners, if you want to see the curse, it's probably not in theaters anymore by the time this episode comes out. But um, it on DVD or Blu-ray or yeah, keep keep your eye out for like the ability to rent it soon. Um, and I also got a feeling like within the next couple of months, it'll be on some streaming platform because they, yeah. they're they're going to try to make at least some money off of it because it didn't make much box office wise. So, yeah. Like yeah. So make, make sure you keep your eyes out for it, like in any form. Um, yeah. But uh, now, um, I yeah, I want to just say up top there are spoilers and it's mostly for the sake of me and Brandon being able to not restrain ourselves and talking about the things we liked in this movie. Yeah. Um, so for me, the first thing I want to say is I feel like a lot of the things that actually killed this movie's marketability are what make it good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I'd agree. Cause it's not a huge like star studded cast. Like they're not getting major names. Uh, yeah, that, your your biggest people are the woman from the TV show Yellowstone, and then yeah. the guy that was the robot arm guy in Logan. Yeah, yes, and it took me forever to recognize that it was him too. I kept yes. thinking to myself, like, where have I seen this guy? And yeah, those, it was, those are your 
it wasn't until one of the like uh dinner table scenes where he was talking to like the leaders of the town that I realized like, oh, he's a that's the guy from Logan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like those are your two biggest stars in this movie and they're like C list celebrity. Not not discredit them at all. They they do yeah. great in the stuff I've seen them in. But like yeah. compared to other actors and stuff, they're they're about C list. Yeah, I I I personally feel like um in a lot of instances, like lesser known actors for especially a movie like this makes it better because then I'm not sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm watching like Hugh Jackman exactly yeah. or or Chris Evans or uh, Robert Downey Jr. like pretend to be this character for a couple yeah. hours. It, it's able to pull me into the story more um, when, yeah. when I right don't there. recognize the actors as easily. Yeah, I like... If it's a horror movie or an indie movie, I like it when, yeah, it, it's a cast you pretty much don't, like, like, none of them are, like, big stars. Like, there's not a Brad Pitt, there's not a Leonardo DiCaprio, there's not a, a Tom Holland, there's none of these huge stars in it to where, like you're saying, it's distracting a little bit. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, wow, like, like, uh, 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 Leonardo DiCaprio is doing a great job in this role, but I, at the end of the day, I'm still like, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. That's, yeah, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and I like I, it to where where it's someone that's somewhat no name to where like at the end of it, I know them as that character rather than this big name actor. Yeah, and I also feel like it is um, a testament to the acting chops of the actors in this movie as it is that like um even the couple that i did recognize they're playing you know like fairly different characters from the ones i've seen them play before i've never actually seen yellowstone um but i did i I think i did recognize the actress that you're talking about she was like the the landlord's wife right is that what you're yeah yeah yeah. the the mom yeah i don't remember what i've seen her in but i did recognize her and then um the main guy the pathologist who was played yeah. by the robot arm guy from Logan, who is, yeah. I can't remember that character's name. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as for him, he's like, he's, he's different enough from that character. Like, um, like this guy, I could see him being, you know, endlessly typecast as like secondary mercenary villain in every, yeah. in every movie. But like he was, he was like the main werewolf hunter in this movie. Yeah. And, yeah. And he, he did a very good job as a lead. And in my opinion, it's like the fact that, you know, he's not a super huge star as compared to like what we usually see helped me buy into his performance more. And also the fact that like, I didn't feel like I was just seeing him play a variation on his own personality. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. Yeah. Ultimately you do see him as that own, that own character where he doesn't feel similar to anything he's done in the past. You'd mentioned like the, the typecasting as uh, uh, mercenary characters or whatever. Like, luckily this guy didn't go down the road of uh, Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son to yeah. where like anything he's in, he's, he's not a main character, but he plays like the, like a military or like uh, uh, black ops uh, secondary 
guy in the background. You had yeah. that with Suicide Squad. You had that with uh, uh, Fast and the Furious. Like he's playing the same character in all of those movies. Yeah, yeah, and um, and even like Robert Downey Jr. Um, no matter what movie he's in, he has been playing Iron Man since two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sherlock Holmes and Doolittle were both rather Iron Man esque in terms of personality. Yeah, which ultimately, like, like even going before Iron Man, it just shows like, oh, people are just hiring Robert Downey Jr. to do Robert Downey Jr. Because yeah, looking at it before Iron Man in a Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, like the personality of his character in that it, it's it feels very much just like tony stark so that's yeah. ultimately why they're hiring him is like oh we love his personality just do that and we'll do a british accent yeah exactly <laughs> yeah at this point robert downey jr gets hired to be robert downey jr on set yeah exactly and that's largely the way it is with a lot a lot of marvel's lead actors i've noticed yeah yeah. Like Chris Evans, um, his public persona, as far as I can tell, seems not to be terribly dissimilar from Captain America. Right. Yeah. And like all the characters he plays are very similar to Captain America. Yeah. Um, and Chris Hemsworth, uh, once they officially like embraced Thor as a himbo, um, all of his roles have pretty much just been that. Yeah. Yeah. The the big meaty guy yeah. yeah big meaty lovable oaf they tried doing him as like a uh uh a cyber hacker in a movie called black hat i mm. never saw it i'm assuming it wasn't that good since no one yeah. about it yeah um, yeah i never saw it either um yeah. but yeah like so like all of all of the marvel actors as far as i can tell are largely hired to just play variations on their own personality yeah yeah um but yeah, like in in the cursed, it's like all those actors were hired to play characters that were written to be a certain way and then directed yeah. to be a certain way. Like obviously, the Ooh. actor has to put a little bit of themselves into every role because that's how you act. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, it does also come down to writing and direction too. And I feel like the best actors, you know, can still make their character shine well even through all that. And yeah this movie uh had some really good acting in it oh yeah for sure and yeah you mentioned the writing and directing like uh it was it was pretty good and and like i talked about this last week but like just the the cinematography direction Mm. i loved in this movie like like you you've seen it so you've seen like that atmospheric horror element that it's going for where characters are running through foggy woods you you have girl uh uh being transformed in the the little uh water area that looks like yeah. very beautiful you have the the shot that i love the most the the perspective of the captain or landlord guy at the top mm-hmm. and you just have 50 people in one shot it's no cuts or anything and it's like a seven minute scene of them burning down and killing all these gypsies like like and and with that shot like in recent that that's not like groundbreaking or anything but i will say i want to see more of that because 
those type of shots, that stuff from like the fifties and sixties. You, you don't, don't see that you don't anymore. see that anymore because you can't replicate it on a sound stage. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not it's not a part of the um assembly line filmmaking that a lot of studios have gotten into. Like yeah. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, every anti Marvel movie critic that, you know, comes along. But there's there's no denying that, you know, it 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 that sort of stuff, those types of blockbusters, which they're not unique to Marvel anymore, but um, like those types of blockbusters, there is a lot of like, you know, soundstage, green screen stuff going on in there and you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, like production wise, movie, there is some, there is some cookie cutter elements to it to yeah. where ultimately story and stuff can feel very different, but within some of the cinematography, it feels kind of all the same. Yeah. Whereas with the cursed, like, you can feel every location in that movie. Yeah, yeah. None of, none of it feels like it was filmed on a set that was built specifically for the purpose of making that movie. Yeah, like it. it... Yeah, like I, 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 I'm trying to think. I don't think there was one. Maybe there was a green screen. Or something. I don't think there was one green screen. I think. At most, because most of these, it's like uh, uh, on location type stuff. But in terms of building sets, the closest thing, and I don't even think this was a, in terms of just building a set in a studio, might be whenever they bring the corpse of the girl werewolf and put her on the table. You could hmm. you could just build that set and do it. But they may yeah, have not done that. Yeah, they might have actually filmed that in a cellar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, I think my favorite shot in the movie, um, it's 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 kind of a toss up between it, it. It both has to do with like the first girl to transform into one of the werewolves. Yeah. Um, my my favorite shot in the movie is either when she's first attacked and you just get that blurry shot of like the werewolf getting ready to bite her like because you can't see it you can't see the monster even though you're looking directly at it yeah but, yeah like the like whatever effect they had on that particular shot was great because i i love the fact that they took the whole you know no <laughs> clear no clear looks at the monster um as far as it could go for this movie without being annoying about it yeah, yeah, and like the fact that they were able to give us like a straight-on shot of the monster's face, but still not let us see what it looks like, was yeah. really cool to me. Because in the moment, it makes sense. This is a stressful situation. She's like, it's probably how she sees it. She's looking right at it and probably doesn't can't tell what it is. Yeah. So it's like it's it it's a really well done like monster attack sequence, in my opinion. So it's either that shot where, where you first see the werewolf, but you can't tell what it is, or the scene of her transformation where she's like underwater and like her own flesh vines are pulling her to the bottom of the river. Yeah, yeah. That is creepy, like beyond description. Oh, yeah. Like that is the single most... Like, I know you said that this movie does things with werewolves you've never seen before. I wasn't expecting it to be outright disgusting like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and going into like disgusting slash like kind of beautiful in an art way is like I mentioned it before the or, or at least to you through message when they're cutting open the werewolf to kill yeah. the girl inside like all of that is like practical and it looks so gross and stuff yeah um, yeah it's, it looked like with how juicy it is it's like it's, yeah it's nasty yeah we have to cut open basically this like embryonic sack to get her and stuff and like oh gosh and then like her her reaching and you see like yeah all the juices and gooey yeah. stuff like stretching as she reaches and all that like yeah uh, it's, it's disgusting and beautiful at the same time yeah it's 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 very effective and um yeah and it, it really is like the most different werewolf thing i think i've ever seen because like most werewolf stuff either goes for they just like grow extra hair and turn into a wolf person yeah or yeah. or like the really like horror oriented ones um will go for something like uh you know the bones breaking and the muscles tearing and some of them even go for like them shedding their human skin to turn into the wolf yeah yeah like 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 uh American Werewolf in London, like it's credited as like amazing uh, uh, special effects and stuff because you have like the wolf mouth coming through the human mouth because it's like yeah. what you're saying. It's the shedding of that human skin kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this one I think has done it the most different. Yeah. Because at, le- at least with this one, it's not, they're not hairy. <laughs> like, no. Ugh. Yeah. And that's a, that's a part of what makes it even worse, in my opinion. That's what makes them gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no fur. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, the, the werewolf movies I like, even though they all do something different, when it comes to the wolf design, they're s- fairly similar. There, there are differences. Like, yeah. obviously, the wolf man is just a transition to, like, super hairy man with... with Big feet and hands and and teeth. Yeah. Uh, and then with something like dog soldiers, it's it's like a a big tall wolf standing on two feet. Um, and then something like ginger snaps, it's a progressive uh, uh, transition to that werewolf type character. Yeah, and then you get something like a Van Helsing where they basically just made it a wolf minotaur. Yeah, yeah. And uh and like in Harry Potter it's just weird. <laughs> like I don't I don't really have a better way to describe the werewolf in Harry Potter than just kind of weird looking. Yeah. Cuz like it registers as a werewolf. You know what it's supposed to be when you look at it. But at the same time, there's something in your head saying, like, really? Yeah. That's yeah. the werewolf? Yeah. Ah, oh, but, like, mm, I, I know this, like, clearly couldn't happen. Universal didn't make it or anything like that. But what if this was, like, our start to the new Universal horror stuff, and this is the origin of the Wolfman? Huh. <laughs> That that'd be really weird. 
I mean, it'd be going like a like truly horror and disgusting uh, universe take on the Universal monsters. But I mean, like we haven't. I don't know. We haven't really had that before. Like ultimately, I do. I do want like the classic, classical style type monsters to come back eventually. But like, I don't know. That's something we haven't really seen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was actually thinking of suggesting um, in the, like in this episode while we're recording, um, not not starting it now, but suggesting maybe a new episode format where um, since we're doing such a bang up job with our DC cinematic universe, uh, maybe one thing we could try doing is come up with our own version of the dark universe, like yeah. one that actually works. Yeah. Yeah, as I've been watching these, I'm I'm getting more into that. Uh, to where like, I, I I'm not bashing this. I'll I'll finish it eventually. But yesterday, I tried watching the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Um, I fell asleep uh, twenty minutes into it. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. Ultimately, it's just like comedy's changed a lot since yeah. then. Um, cause a lot of that is like, it's, it's slapstick as well as like little clever one-liners, not, not anything I laugh at. It's just more like, Hmm, like, like you do a little, Hmm, like, like yeah. a little smirk. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. That was comedy back then. Yeah. No, nowadays it would have to be something like Harold and Kumar meet the Wolfman or, uh, <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I, I was trying to think of like, cause Abbott and Costello back then were huge. Like yeah. they were a huge, uh, uh, comedy duo to where I was trying to think what is an equivalent of that? Not, not entirely saying it has to be comedians, yeah. but comedic actors to where I was thinking, I think our modern day. And, and if we do do the, uh, dark, universe and we happen to start doing Abbott and Costello versions. Yeah. I think probably the best modern day version of that would be the rock and Kevin Hart. That's the closest equivalent I can think of. Yeah. Like, like, cause they're big and ultimately they are a, a pretty decent uh, comedic duo on yeah. screen because they're very different because Abbott and Costello are, are pretty different. They are recognizable enough as a duo that, you know, they've been in two Jumanji movies together that, um, oh, what was it called? I can't remember that one. Uh, where, like, the Rock is like a secret agent. And, yeah, something intelligence. I can't remember. Central intelligence. Central one. intelligence, I think, is what it's called. Yeah. Um, plus, that movie's getting a sequel yeah. that they're both coming back for. Plus, they're both uh, going to be in DC's League of Super Pets together. Oh, perfect. With, uh, yeah, with The Rock being the voice of Crypto, the super dog, and oh, uh, Kevin Hart is the voice of Ace. Oh, that's good. And they've changed up the super pets quite a bit for that movie based on the trailers I've seen. Like, the other super pets, other than Crypto, have been, like, genetically altered, I think. So, like, Ace is, like, super strong and durable. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's been some changes. But, um, but yeah, like... Uh, yeah, like The Rock and Kevin Hart are Crypto and Ace in the League of Super Pets movie that's coming up here. Yeah, because because I was trying to think of like a 
our modern day Abbott and Costello, like the first thing that popped into my mind was Kevin Hart and like it had to be Kevin Hart and someone. And it was between The Rock and Will Ferrell, but Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell, they, they do, they are a good comedic duo, but they've only been in like one movie together. Yeah. Whereas Kevin Hart and The Rock have been in several movies together as well as they interact with each other regularly so they do and I, th- I think it's well known at this point that the two of them like working together quite a bit yeah as well as like both are like huge nowadays like like yeah. in modern day like not saying will ferrell isn't but like will ferrell's heyday was like uh, uh like 10 20 years ago his snl years and then like whenever him and that mark Wahlberg movie came out like that time period yeah but yeah for for me um uh now if i had my ideal like two comedians meet the monsters sort of thing i would say middle ditch and schwartz no 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 that that's the thing is like i when i was thinking about this a couple days ago that's who i would want it to be but if i'm trying to like yeah, but in terms of marketability people. and like, yeah, turn, in terms all. of uh, marketability and star power, like, it'd be a lot more profitable to have The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If I if I had my way and like marketing and corporate wise didn't matter, then yeah, I I do uh, shorts and middle ditch. But I think for everyone to go and see it. The Rock and Kevin Hart would be pretty spot on. Yeah, it'd have to be like Johnson and Hart meet Frankenstein. Have you ever had a like bodily release where it's like the most septic, toxic thing in the world has just left you and burnt you a little bit on the way out, and it's like it's like dumping pure like nuclear waste. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I didn't have that. one of those. It's been a little while, but yes, I have had that. Yeah, and, I, like, uh, like that's that feels like that's been in there for like three weeks. Now, was it one of those where like the second you hit the toilet, it all out within like three seconds? No, no, I haven't had one of those for a few weeks. But uh, like this one was at least semi-solid. But like, yeah, it it was one of those ones where like this this feels irradiated. No, I, I've had those. What's even worse is when, like, it's basically leads into stomach problems and diarrhea, but, like, you have that. And then you have that two or three more times in the day to where by the fourth time, you're just just wagering with your gut. You're like, please, this to my butt, please. <laughs> it, it burns, please. I won't be able to sit for two weeks. <laughs> no, like my blood feels cleaner. That's good. After after having done that, like I feel like I, I feel like my my heart is pumping better. <laughs> like I'm physically lighter. Yeah, there was there was a bit that was has been stuck in there for a couple of months and it just got released. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I feel healthy now. Yeah, goodness gracious. Oh gosh. 
was that <laughs> was was that the McDonald's that I had like two weeks ago? <laughs> was that the gum I swallowed back when I was like ten years old? <laughs> Finally left my body. They said it would inflate like a balloon and carry me off in the wind. <laughs> they lied. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, the rock and the pebble. Yeah. Oh, that would be. Oh man, he should. If they do more stuff together, he should definitely like take on that moniker. Because Kevin Hart is notoriously short. Yeah. Like. Yeah. If they continue to do stuff together, Kevin Hart, please consider going by Kevin the Pebble Hart. They've probably thought about it or talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And like someone like like his agent or like someone in, in like a marketing department somewhere was probably like, no, nah, that's not gonna be good for your image. Yeah. Like you don't wanna be the pebble. You don't wanna be the pebble and you don't wanna be tied to the rock the rest of your life. And also like uh like the rock doesn't even really wanna be the rock anymore. He's been trying to be Dwayne Johnson for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. You're the rock. It's sticking. You're never going to get rid of that. Yeah, no, he's, he's never not going to be the rock. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did his whole WWE type uh, intro during the, the big game uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, the big game. Yeah, to where so so did he come out saying, "Can you smell what the Rock is cooking?" He didn't. He didn't say that, but it was like an equivalent of that relating to Los Angeles because Los Angeles was facing uh, I don't remember who, and he's a LA guy, and so he was just olfactory senses detect what the Rock is cooking. Yeah. Because he was just like hyping and talking up Los Angeles, which like good on him. It's his city, all that stuff. But like you get you get like thirty seconds or a minute, man. But he went on like it felt like at least three to five minutes to where myself as well as others were probably thinking like, come on, man, let's get to the game. Like uh, (laughs) you can do all this stuff another. Oh, she's real mad. I hate the rock. I hate LA. (laughs) I gotta go stop her. She's like she 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 won't stop. So (laughs) just give it a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but my my dog, um, like your dog will at least stop at some point. Mine, she's she's gonna be mad for a little while. Yeah. If no one shuts her up. LA's full of of freaks and weirdos. LA is super polluted. <laughs> why, why is the rock hyping up LA? LA stink. LA Literally. Stink. Yeah. That's what I think. It don't matter what you think. <laughs> oh my gosh, the rock. He, he busted down my wall just like the Kool-Aid man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's what the rock does whenever... Uh, someone tries to bash LA is like, nah, not today. Bust down that wall. 
but uh but yeah yeah so probably yeah like johnson and hart meet frankenstein that would be one of them yeah yeah that'd be perfect i'm trying to think of ones would that... would a modern studio go for something like that uh because like these like modern day companies are like so protective of like the brand yeah like like the dark universe would have like they they would necessitate it being like this completely self-contained like thing where it's like it only takes place in a world resembling the real world but you can't have too many like real world elements in there like the rock and kevin hart well how i could see it going is similar to how like the original one happened is you have the serious dark universe movies happen you have those happen and then whenever those run out of uh uh steam yeah uh to cash in just a little bit more you then go the comedic route and you have the the johnson and hart meet frankenstein johnson and hart meet the wolfman all that stuff yeah okay all right, that makes sense then. Because that was ultimately what it was, was like, let's just try to cash it in a little bit more. Yeah. Like, with the, like the horror stuff. Things. Yeah, the horror stuff is played up because uh, World War II is happening and uh, that is a lot more horrific than these movies. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's uh, let's make something lighthearted <laughs> where people can laugh. Something to entertain the troops. Yeah. The troops love Abbott and Costello. But um, yeah, but yeah, like if if we were to do like our own like dark universe thing, I know that they've been trying to make these horror characters into basically Marvel movies, um, like the like that mummy movie that was a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like for me, it's like I one thing I would want to do is like do everything in our power to avoid that as much as we could and like go yeah. the more like traditional gothic horror yeah yeah where yeah, like the okay. entire point of it is like the existential like dread and threat that these monsters present yeah and yeah, that's the, the anguish of their own existence can crush them sometimes yeah that's ultimately the best uh commercially viable thing for these properties because now would i love to see like a24 do a a dark universe heck yeah but that's not going to make a lot of money so so you want to do uh more uh uh, commercially available horror with these characters yeah, like I, I want to see Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster think about life and be sad. That's yeah. the kind of horror I'm into. Yeah, yeah. I, I want the, the weight and responsibility of living as the Wolfman to just crush the Wolfman in his waking human life. Yeah, like because the thing is with the Frankenstein movies, what you had mentioned about Frankenstein, you definitely get with uh, the first and second movie. After that, he's just like a, he's just a, a plot device. He, there's no character to him. Uh, I see. Uh, whereas, with, whereas with the Wolfman, 
even if some of the later Wolfman movies aren't great, they keep that consistent where uh, uh, complete uh, Talbert, something Talbert is his, is his name. Um, <clears throat> something that's consistent throughout is yeah. That constant, like I hate this to where like, at times he either wants to die like he wants uh someone to kill him or he wants to be cured yeah um, but he doesn't want to go on existing as this wolfman yeah he's like the hulk yeah yeah exactly Yeah, and then Dracula is, it, it's complicated because, well, not not entirely. If you're just going off of like the one Count Dracula, none of his descendants, it's just uh, he he enjoys being scary and 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 sucking on some blood. Uh, Whereas, like, with his descendants, it gets a little bit more deeper to where, like, Dracula's daughter ultimately hates being like this and sees it as a curse, like this vampire thing. Basically, Dracula's daughter is what, like, kind of kickstarted the more modern-day vampire stuff to where, like, yeah. they see it more as a curse. But but they still give in to that, that lust and temptation. Um, they can't help it. And that's a, the case with her. And then uh, one of the Dracula movies, like he's he's called Dracula, but that's that's a a surname, so it could just easily be the Count Dracula's descendant. That's how I go about seeing it. Some people say it's that Count Dracula, but he's recast. Ultimately, you could just say it's one of his descendants. That's how I go about it. Yeah. But this Count Dracula, kind of like fakes the the whole this is a curse thing to have a doctor try to help fix him get rid of the the dracula thing but ultimately he did all that so he could get into the house because there was a woman he wanted to uh seduce and and take away Hmm. interesting yeah yeah, and so so one question for me that I would have to ask is if we are doing our own uh, dark universe idea, would they be period pieces or set in the modern day? Um, hmm. uh, some of these could be, but when they meet up, it needs to be uh, modern day. Okay, because a lot of these characters are immortal. Yeah, um, so it could always be they meet up in the modern day. Yeah, um, with something now, like for, the Invisible for me Man. personally, one thing I never got the impression of is that the Wolfman is immortal. So his origin story would probably have to be in the modern day. Yeah, yeah, it'd have to be modern day because yeah, like uh, I don't know if they ever say it in the movies or anything, but you can see Lon Chaney Jr. like as the movies progress, he looks older. So I would just yeah. assume he's not immortal yeah um yeah something like the wolf man or uh the invisible man they have to be modern day yeah even creature from the black lagoon would have to be modern day yeah yeah 
but yeah, like stuff like uh, Dracula or Frankenstein yeah. can can be set in the past. And it, and another thing is, what could we possibly do with those characters that we differ enough to justify another reboot of them? Yeah, yeah. like and I'm I'm speaking of Frankenstein and Dracula specifically. Yeah, like f- for the Wolfman. Um, sure, he had you know a few sequels back in the day. But as far as modern interpretations of like the Wolfman registered trademark, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't feel like there's been enough of him specifically to say that there is a definitive version. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like there, like there haven't been any significant reinterpretations of him. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to reinterpretations of him, yeah, there's basically none. Whereas with yeah, stuff like Frankenstein and Dracula, there's new versions of them coming out like every fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see what in the world we can do with those. And then with the mummy, eventually we'll just have a whole multiversal clash to where we have uh, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy pop in as well, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just have to we'll just have to Spider Verse it, yeah, yeah, into the Mummy Verse, yeah, yeah. We have our Mummy, we have the Brendan Fraser Mummy, we have the classic Boris Karloff Mummy, and they all do the classic uh, three Spider Man pointing at each other thing. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. <laughs> For a few reasons. Yeah, yeah, no. But, uh... <laughs> no, but I've I've seen at least the the canonical stories. I've seen all of Wolfman, Dracula, and Frankenstein. Yeah, I still got to see like the Abbott and Costello. Still got to see Spanish Dracula. But I've seen all of those, and then now. I need to watch Invisible Man, uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon, and then The Mummy. And then I, it wouldn't be a part of the monsters, but I guess I can watch the 40s Phantom of the Opera. But yeah. I'm, he won't be, he won't get his own solo movie if he is a part of our universe. He no, just Phantom be, is something entirely different. Yeah, exactly. Like if he happened, which I don't want him to, but if he happened to pop up into our universe, he's in the background or a side character in someone else's movie. Yeah, same with the Hunchback of Notre Dame. He doesn't really have a yeah, a yeah. place here. Yeah, it, it's weird to see. What about, um, what about Jekyll and Hyde? Uh, I feel like I mean, they Jekyll belong and, in this group. Jekyll and Hyde could, but they... I mean, like, we can include them in. Yeah, because there's nothing saying it has to be limited to who got movies from Universal yeah, back yeah. in the day. They're all public domain at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to, to a certain level, um, they can be in it. But but I'm, I'm trying to think because... The the one reason I say not Jekyll and Hyde is like it takes elements from both the Invisible Man and the Wolf Man. 
Mm. Like, like. What about just as a character then? Not like as a story. Like just uh, like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde as an individual. Well, no, I, I'm not even talking about like the story. I'm talking about the character takes elements oh, okay. from both the Wolf Man and the Invisible Man. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Because um, one thing, an idea that I had a long time ago, actually, for a thing that I think might be interesting is a. Uh, Maybe in this universe. Okay, so maybe Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde as like a character wouldn't appear themselves or their and their story wouldn't really have to be told either. But like yeah. one one plot element that could be interesting is that like the Hyde formula still exists. So like if you ever have like a bad guy for one of the movies who who like needs to you know, power up for whatever reason, like, oh, they, like, they've been taking the Hyde formula. Like, it's a street yeah, drug yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. It's it's this universe's venom. Yeah, they've uh, he's been taking Hyde. It's a little bit of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen interpretation of it, but, you know. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah, he's been taking hide. The it's basically just some pot that that hide from that '70s show concocted. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we can have a. Uh, a monster mash, but it's in that 70s show theme. You have all the monsters in the the station wagon singing the song. Hanging out down oh, the street. The same old thing. Same old thing. He did last week. week. Not a thing to do. But talk to I, you. I just thought about it. Of the the original three classic monsters, Dracula is the only one that can talk. Well, uh, Frankenstein that's... in one movie talks. Well, in two movies, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the wolf man is just... <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> the whole time they're singing, you just hear... <laughs> yeah, like they all <laughs> <have that. laughs> and like Frankenstein just be ah, 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 yeah yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically like the the backup vocals slash mostly just like backup uh, noise slash instrumentals for Dracula singing yeah. the bride of Frankenstein would just be shrieking at the top of her lungs the whole time yeah <laughs> Dracula's like, you are all very annoying. <laughs> Why do I hang out with you? <laughs> this is the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> You're overstimulating me. I need to put on my noise-canceling headphones. 
that's something that hasn't been done before. Autistic Dracula. That could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. That could be really interesting, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You're all annoying me. Go away. <laughs> I'm going back to my castle. This is very annoying. This is I'm very overstimulated. I need to go home and play Mario Odyssey to calm myself down. (laughs) Do not come in. I'm going to be in my coffin. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I see you over there with that wooden stake, Van Helsing. I'm not in the mood for it tonight. (laughs) What did I tell you, Frankenstein? I said, nobody allowed. Didn't you read the door? It says, caution. Epic gamer in here. (laughs) One allowed. <laughs> so unless you unless you have Doritos and Mountain Dew code red obviously <laughs> then I don't want to see your green face your green square face god look at it dang Dracula and a code red commercial would have been perfect back in the day yeah was there not was there never a Dracula and a code red commercial Probably not a code red commercial, but there had to be some sort of like red drink where he like I could see him in being like a uh uh was it high C like the Hawaiian punch? Yeah, I could see him yeah. like uh one of those commercials or something. Yeah, that seems like the sort of brand that would do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, code red, like why <laughs> why don't you do anything with Dracula? Yeah. Blah, this Mountain Dew. Well, they couldn't do that in the commercial. <laughs> Being like, Mountain Dew tastes like crap, yeah. but cold red Mountain Dew. <laughs> you couldn't do that. Oh my god, this regular Mountain Dew tastes like you peed in the cup and handed it to me. <laughs> my goodness, what is this made of poop? <laughs> this tastes like the irradiated waste it looks like, but cold red Mountain Dew, on the other hand. It's like you just yes. put blood into that, and now it tastes delicious. Yes, delicious irony blood. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but yeah, like that. You're right. That would be like killing half your sales for the sake of the other half. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, this tastes like you soaked your feet in it for two and a half hours in the microwave. <laughs> Why did you give me this disgusting regular Mountain Dew? Yeah, I guess you could go the route of like count as like a. Man, I really like Mountain Dew. But you know what be, would be good? If it was red. <laughs> red Mountain Dew. Like, wow. like blood. Oh, this is delicious. delicious. Come on, let's go play Fortnite. Come on. <laughs> and they all Fortnite dance their way into, <laughs> yeah, into yeah, the castle. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. I'm ready for an epic gamer moment. What's that? He's like, I'm ready to show you an epic gamer moment. 360 no scope. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) No, what would have been perfect is like during the heyday of Mountain Dew when it was like Call of Duty stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's playing like Modern Warfare 2 or 3. He was like, check out this, (laughs) this 360 no scope. Whoa! Hey, Johnny, hand me some cold red Mountain Dew. Takes a step. He's like, ah, refreshing. Bites into the can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. 
he oh, bites into the game, and then you can have like a comedic element where like uh oh no, never mind. I was gonna say his teeth, his fangs are like stuck in the can. Whoa, Dracula! Was there blood in that can? Oh, my lips are bleeding. I bit the metal. <laughs> I cut my gums. I did not Someone think this through. I need stitches. What I was planning on doing, I, I know this is for for preteens, but I was planning to shotgun this Code Red Mountain Dew. Uh, but my tooth, it got stuck. My thing, it got stuck in the bottom of the can, and uh, this really hurts. This hurts a lot. Uh, it's not often that I'm the one bleeding. Um, I feel bad for everyone I've made bleed before. This is actually really changing my perspective on like my nature as a person. <laughs> I'm really reflecting on everything I've ever done in my life and all of my decisions, and I'm starting to regret about half of them. <laughs> <laughs> Remorseful Dracula, that's something that's rarely touched upon. Yeah. I won't say that's something we've never seen before, but it's definitely not something we see often. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm sorry I sucked your blood. I don't want to suck your blood anymore. I've gone okay. vegan now. I drink chlorophyll. It was just the one time. I'm, I'm very sorry. Did you get tested? You, a, maybe you maybe you should get tested. I, I would just recommend that. Not saying I have anything or that you'll get anything. It's just a really good way to get hepatitis. Yes, I look, I I can't really sanitize my things. So I mean it's like sharing a needle. So maybe maybe check up on that. All right, great talk, Diana. Have a good day. <laughs> you never know what could pop up in the blood test. Who knows? You might be a vampire now. <laughs> I've turned Yiddish. <laughs> I need to go to my daughter's bat mitzvah. She's a woman now. Yiddish Dracula. There we go, Yiddish vampire. <laughs> to life, to life, I <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't go into the temple. This is horrible. I can't go to the temple, the star of David Burns. <laughs> God, why? Ah, I know why. Never mind. I can't even look at the building. There's crosses everywhere. <laughs> well, if, he's, if he's Jewish, it wouldn't be crosses. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> the star of David. It's just as disorienting as a cross. I can't go inside. <laughs> the rabbi even invited me in. And it burns. It burns to stand on holy ground. I think there was a uh, <clears throat> an episode of um, what's that vampire show? Uh, what we do in the shadows. There's an episode where they had to go to a funeral and it's in a church. Yeah. And like uh 
the three of them are just sitting there and they're just like there's like smoke coming off them and they're just like rocking back and forth just I, super uncomfortable they're like ah, ah. I, they're I like, come on, speed it up show. speed it up preacher man please <laughs> and, and you see for me i recently learned that matt barry is in that show so that's made it that's like shot it up yeah, on my yeah. like priority list yeah his character is great in that yeah he's always the funniest actor in anything he's in yeah yeah like have you ever seen the it crowd uh i haven't i saw toast of london though okay well i i love the it crowd and he, his character is introduced in season two and the show immediately picks up because of it oh, okay yeah. like as soon as like he's introduced funnily enough at a funeral um <laughs> kicking down the door to the church and yelling loudly at the top of his lungs, Father! <laughs> because it's his father's funeral. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, he's a he's a fantastic actor. And also in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, he's hilarious in that too. Oh, yeah. I recommend both of those shows. Yeah, I'll have to check those out. You know what? Yeah, I'll save my I'll save myself the time on recommendations later and just say right now, you know what, everybody for the week, the IT crowd and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Those are my recommendations for the week. Nice. They both yeah, have Matt, Matt Berry in them. Yeah, I'll ultimately say just like <clears throat> nearly anything with Matt Berry in them. He's a great comedic actor. He's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. The Book of Boba Fett has Matt Berry in it, but they didn't let him do anything funny. Really. Huh. Yeah, he was the droid. Oh, I still haven't seen the book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, he's like a protocol droid, like Boba Fett's protocol droid. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, book of Boba Fett's all right. It's you know, it's not as bad as a lot of people are whining about, but nothing ever is. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's not as good as the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It's it's middling in my opinion. Yeah, eventually I'll probably watch it and just like yeah. I don't know. Like like Star Wars isn't like nowadays priority for me. Now I will say if you do care about the Mandalorian, there are like two episodes of the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I heard there's a lot of stuff uh not spoiling, but I've just seen and heard a lot of stuff from events that happened previously, characters appear or come back in this. So. Yeah, yeah. There's like so this show did a lot of legwork for um the Mandalorian overall, and like, and I kind of get why it happened because it has pretty much the same like creative and production team behind it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's you know still John Favreau and Dave Maloney or Dave Filoni, not Maloney. <laughs> John Favreau and Dave Filoni running the show for Book of Boba Fett, and like they even got Bryce Dallas Howard back to direct an episode. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so like it's it's largely the same creative team, but um, and like overall crew and the music even sounds almost the same, but um, yeah, so like they ended up basically squeaking in like a couple extra episodes of the Mandalorian into the book of Boba Fett. That's cool. The day that Dave Filoni comes out with something that's bad, uh, I want everyone on Twitter to be like, Dave Filoni? 
More like Dave Baloney. <laughs> you know, I knew exactly where that was going, and I still laughed. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I actually read something earlier today that was like in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin sees General Grievous and he's like, I thought you'd be taller. It very clearly implies that Anakin and Grievous have never met, right? Yeah. So in the Clone Wars TV show, Dave Filoni, the showrunner, had to very carefully ensure that Grievous and Anakin never once laid eyes on each other over the course of the entire series because of one throwaway line in Revenge of the Sith. One of your major protagonists and one of your major antagonists were not allowed to lay eyes on each other for the entire series. That is insane. Yep, because and yet, like, just to avoid that one teeny tiny, most likely inconsequential continuity error, but Filoni was committed to it. That is crazy. Because I don't even think it was a mandate from Lucas or anyone that they couldn't be in the same room. No one, even back then, no one actually cared about like the tightness of Star Wars canon. No, yeah, except for the nerds who like Star Wars. Um, yeah, including Dave Filoni, where he's like, "No, yeah. it was there. I have to deal with it." Yeah, like I like as Fun far me. as like the the creatives involved with making Star Wars, I have not seen a person with as much respect for canon as Filoni. Yeah, yeah, he's truly a fan. Yeah, he's he's really dedicated to making sure it all fits together. Yeah. So yeah, for the entirety of the Clone Wars TV show, Anakin Skywalker, one of your main protagonists, couldn't share a room with General Grievous, one of the main antagonists. That's crazy. Just to justify him thinking Grievous would be taller at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Which means that the people who have seen Grievous, like I think Ahsoka fought Grievous and Obi-Wan definitely did so like there are other characters that Anakin knows who have fought Grievous over the course of the Clone Wars they probably told him stories yeah yeah that that hyped Grievous up in his mind yeah Kit Fisto was like you won't believe it like he slaughtered all the, the clone troopers with me it was we were fighting on this cloudy place I barely got out like stay clear of this giant tall guy yeah they were like Anakin you will not believe your eyes when this droid man kills 10 guys and he makes their bodies fly through the air okay (laughs) a helicopter that that got about the response I was expecting (laughs) general grievous will do what every child wished they could have done which was helicopter their lightsabers but he does it times four that doesn't seem that scary well, it's scary as he's slowly walking up to you, slowly. and there's nowhere for you to go. Walking? Not running? Yes. 
he has to be intimidating. A, a slow walk is is spooky. You can move things with your mind. You could move him with your mind. I forgot in that moment. I was so scared. You you weren't there. You didn't see four helicopter lightsabers. I forgot I had the force in that moment. You forgot about the thing we built an entire religion around in that moment? Look, he's a spooky looking guy, okay? <laughs> I want to see you clutch your rosaries and pray to Jesus with that in your face. <laughs> You know what? Forget you, Anakin. Me, Kit Fisto, I, I'm leaving. I'm going to make something of myself. Fast forward six months. Dies. In order Execute Order 66. Wait a minute. Did I say 66? Dang it. I meant 67. <laughs> That's the order that gets me a ton of pizzas. No. Yeah, he, he thought he said 67. He's like, where the heck is, where the heck is Domino's? Where's Space Domino's? What's taking so long? Like, did, the, did the Noid get my order? <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't. I had him assassinated two years ago. Uh, sir, you said order 66. What? what? I thought I said 67. You're telling me I, I didn't order I didn't order Domino's? Are you telling uh, me I did not order 13 extra large meat lovers pizzas? Uh, no, sir. You ordered uh, 1,300 Jedi to be slaughtered. Oh, poop. I still had a use for them for a little while. Uh, call up my apprentice. Uh, Darth Vader, I think is what I called him. Uh, <laughs> who? Skywalker, General Skywalker, get him on the line. Look, General Skywalker, I know things are going a bit hectic with the whole Order 66 thing. Before we get further into that, I need you to execute Order 67 for me. And, and I need be... you I need you to tip the driver, please. I'm I'm short on cash right now. I'll, I'll I'll pay you back. I promise I'll pay I'll pay you back. All I have on me right now are imperial credits. Imperial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's a new thing we're trying out. They're going to be worth something soon, like real soon. I promise. And ultimately, like uh, I'll pay you back, but but ultimately the the payment is like I'm going to help you keep your wife alive and all that stuff. So to think about that. Think about your wife. And also, once you get me those pizzas, um, I'm going to need you to, you know, run a platoon of store or, uh, I mean, clone troopers. <laughs> Whoops, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> into uh, the Jedi Temple and, uh, uh, you know, you know, cause, cause a little havoc, you know, rip some stuff up, you know. So you want me to like rip up the the couches and the furniture in the Jedi Council. Yeah, sure, sure. Also, you remember that thing you did with the sand people on Tatooine? How do you know about that? Uh, uh, the Force, I sensed it. Whatever. <laughs> I, I maybe let's do a replay of that, but with the Jedi. You've been mad at the Jedi for a while. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, I did I cut Master Windu's hand off so you could toss him out a window like a couple of hours ago. <laughs> well, I mean, the Jedi, after what you did, it, they don't, they're not going to want anything to do with you. So, yeah, you basically screwed. I mean, not yeah. if we don't tell them. <laughs> well, here's the thing, bud. You get me those pizzas. I don't tell them a thing. <laughs> also, they're going to all be dead, but pizza first. <laughs> but just just to cover your tracks of, of future Jedi trying to get you uh, while you're tearing up those couches and stuff, uh, maybe tear up those, those children. Um, yeah. Go and find them, kill them, even the younglings. Yes, even the younglings. And then later on, when Yoda shows up to fight him, you just you just get shot of Palpatine being like, "They're supposed to be bacon on these." <laughs> they forgot the bacon. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, it's the pizza delivery guys. Oh wait, no, hold on, I need my glasses. Oh, Yoda. What a surprise! You're uh, you're uh, alive. Surprise! This comes to you. Not really, I guess. Here from stinks. This bit's overplayed. <laughs> Emperor ordered pineapple pizza. Disgusting. He did not. I specifically said meat lovers. That does not have anything to do with pineapple. <laughs> it's not canonical. The evil, but he's not a demon. Yeah. The Emperor, it's not canonical that he ordered pineapple pizza. What is in canon, he ordered meat lovers pizza. Fanboys. He ordered meat lovers and they forgot the bacon. Yeah. 13 meat lovers pizza. Extra large meat lovers pizzas all just for him. <laughs> he's not even planning to share them. It's not for a party or anything. He ordered from uh, Papa John's, actually. As a Rikon, he ordered from Papa John's, and he received that. He's like, oh, gosh. I forgot the bacon. And clearly, since the last time I ordered, they went down in quality quite a bit. How, um, am, I, uh, how am I even supposed Like, I have a two liter of, do they do Pepsi products at Papa John's? Yeah, I think so. I have a I have a two liter of Pepsi. I have thirteen extra large meat lovers pizzas without bacon. How am I even supposed to enjoy the new season of that time I got reincarnated as a slime like this? Uh, all right, uh, let me boot up the hologram. Beep, boop, 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 bop, bop. I like to do the noise while I'm typing. All right, uh, execute order seventy. Yes, yes, the one where. We wipe out Papa John's. You get rid of Papa John's. Uh, we are now taking orders. Placing orders. Sorry, we're not taking orders. They're taking the orders. Placing orders with Domino's. Yes. Papa has failed me for the last time. Papa is no longer in the house. It's time to Papa his head off his shoulders with a well-placed sniper round. Boba Fett. 
I'll hire you to assassinate Papa John. I'm still 12. Right. I-88. IG-88, are you operational yet? <laughs> I assure you I am quite operational. Ooh, that's a good line, actually. That's very good. <laughs> I'll have to use that. I'll save that for later. Yeah. In a way, IG-88 makes me question. It was kind of a sexual line. What were you before you were a bounty hunter? A program. <laughs> yeah, I bet you were a program. Dirty little program. My mother was a graphics chip. Yeah. My father was a cooling fan. Oh, yeah. I bet it got hot. Very hot. Not if my father had anything to say about it. <laughs> you got so hot your father couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mother's capabilities were regularly overclocked oh yeah oh I'm sure she's capable of many things alright <laughs> <laughs> like in character IG-88 like okay okay that that's enough that is my robot or that is my mom <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hire Cad Bane to do it then <laughs> Cad Bane murders Papa John. <laughs> That's what you get for forgetting the bacon. <laughs> Consider me your own personal noid. Wow. When I, I, I he, he did the job well, but, uh, I I just I I I wanted you guys to hire a Bane. I wasn't thinking of Cad Bane. Thinking of the the guy with the big old mask. It sounds very stupid, but I know he could do the job. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm busy taking over Gotham. I will be a Sure you are. What you're trying to do is. Trying to clean that face diaper you're wearing. No, shut up. You don't I know. That it, it smells in that. Sometimes. I bet you're a very, very smelly boy. Stop it. I don't like this. Yeah. You stink. I'm very uncomfortable. Your breath smells like whatever space. It smells like Rancor poop. Your breath smells like. Well, now you're just being mean for no reason. That's right. I'm the emperor. I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. You're mean to everyone for no reason. <laughs> Didn't you get the memo, Bane? I'm the bad guy. It's now slowly turning Duh. into. It's slowly turning into Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bad guy, duh. Didn't you get the memo, Bane? It's me. Actor Michael Douglas is the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> you 
do it. Now I'm going to take this pizza and chew it. And then I'm going to digest it and I'm going to poo it. And I'm going to flush the toilet and shoo it. And then I'm going to watch Garfield starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then for dinner, I'm going to pour a bunch of meat and vegetables into a bowl and I'm going to stew it. Uh, and then, and then uh, what else will you do, sir? And then if I end up choking, I'm going to have to perform the Heimlich maneuver on myself and spew it. Uh, what else? And then I'm going to watch my soap operas, and when the twist is revealed, I'll shout, I knew it. Anything else, sir? And then... <laughs> and then I'm going to go to the bar and try to pick up chicks, but if it doesn't work, I'll know I blew it. Uh, got mad, mad bars, sir. <laughs> bars. No one can step to me. <laughs> Epic rap battles of history. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. You don't even actually have to rap to do Jabba the Hutt. You can just make something up. I know. <laughs> you just throw the subtitles up. As long as it just follows a consistent rhythm. You'd be like, as you, you start him off slow, like, and then as it goes, it's like, like he's like going faster. Yeah, you build like, the rhythm. Spitting. Spit hot fire. <laughs> trying to think of uh, uh, other voiceless characters. And so I guess like, Jabba the Hutt versus Chewbacca! <laughs> it's just noises. <laughs> uh, 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 versus Groot! <laughs> Link versus we completely lost it today <laughs> alrighty Brandon if you don't give me plugs and recommendations Right now, 
And I will give you magical powers, but you have to dress up in a frilly pink dress every time you need to use them for anything. What are the powers? Just like magical powers. You get a chainsaw as like your weapon. Ooh. Invoking the spirit of Fred Durst. Yeah. Yeah, you have the power of Durst and anime on your side. Now, magical powers like uh, react. Like uh, you can fly. Okay. That's one of them. You can fly while you're wearing the dress. Um, you have a chainsaw. <laughs> I, I think that's a, a fair trade-off. I mean, sure, I'm wearing a dress, but guess what, losers? I'm the one flying. Look at all you, dressless, yeah, not but, flying. But like, if you're flying and you're wearing a dress, everyone's going to see your panties. Oh, by the way, you're wearing like pink striped panties. Well, then the thing that's trending on all social media is all of my upskirts. and recommendations um i'll go ahead and say i don't have any recommendations this week uh didn't really do much this week when in terms of entertainment Um, neither did i but uh but plugs um disney comics that's d-i-s-m-a-y comics on facebook and instagram uh disney avenue number or not disney gala's man number two Coming out soon. Won't say an official date because every time I say that, it's not that. But is coming out soon. Is coming out at least in the first half of 2022 on Kickstarter. Um, so look forward to that as well as look forward to the two-page uh, Sweet Dreams Newsboy comic in that. <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah working on uh like once i once i'm finished editing disney avenue number keep saying disney avenue number two gallows man number two once i'm done editing that and done with the kickstarter on that i will go full force into getting the disney avenue number one and two kickstarter up uh by the end of the year i'd like to have that one up uh august or september um, ultimately I'd like to have all this stuff up and done by the end of the year. Cause I do want to have a booth at fan expo in new Orleans. I want to have a booth at Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida. Um, and also maybe a Huntsville one and maybe one other one, but there's a lot of conventions I want to do in 2023. And I want to have a few comics ready and, and gearing for that. So people can discover it as well as like, hey, 
get to interact with other indie creators and maybe there's a small chance i mean not a small chance there'll be connections made so mm, yeah that, that's a, a big thing with that um so yeah i'm looking forward to eventually doing the convention scene it's going to be interesting it'll be interesting slash maybe boring if i get like the worst spot in artist alley they like put me in a corner i'm just sitting there nobody puts brandon in a corner nobody puts brandon in the corner i'm gonna roundhouse kick the director of the convention if said corner pudding is done um but yeah that that's all the stuff going on with me and disney comics um so yeah just stay tuned for stuff coming up with that eventually i will fill out the applications for said conventions but i mean a lot of these are a year or over a year out to where they haven't put the applications yet but i'm checking every week so that i'm one of the first and maybe i'll get a decent spot and not be put in a corner but uh but yeah that's stuff with me all right and no recommendations from me. no recommendations this week from brandon um, as for me, for plugs, you are listening to it. Congratulations, you found us. This is Store Brand Comics. Thank you very much for listening. Um, this is just a hobby podcast that me and Brandon do every week. So it means a lot that anyone would listen to us talk about nerd stuff for as long as we talk. So sincerely, thank you very much for listening. And if you do want to hear more from us, not only do we have like a two year long backlog at this point of episodes that you can go back and listen to. But we um, would also recommend that you hit whatever the subscribe or follow button on your podcast listening app is for us so that you can keep up to date with us because we don't really have a set day that we publish episodes on anymore. Um, We try to focus it on the weekends between Friday and Monday so um yeah just to make sure that you don't miss us if you you know want to hear more make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button or whatever it is on whichever app you're using be Um, sure to click the notification bell (laughs) yeah yeah the notification bell um (laughs) um, other than that for plugs don't have a lot this week um i'm or not plugs uh recommendations i don't have a lot this week Um, i'm going to reiterate something i mentioned earlier Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. As far as I know, it's only really available on YouTube. Mm. Um, so look for it there. And also um, the IT crowd, which as far as I know is still on Netflix. Uh, other than that, there's only one other thing. It's an anime um, that's a few years old. It's called Is This a Zombie? I don't remember whether or not I recommended this before. Um but Is This a Zombie is a comedy anime about a teenage boy who was murdered by a serial killer and then a a cute little necromancer girl brought him back from the dead Mm -hmm. as a zombie. Um, And uh, so what happened after that is while he was out like looking for the serial killer who killed him because he wants to get them so they don't kill anybody else, he met a magical girl 
who uses a chainsaw as her main weapon. And um, she cut him in half during a battle she was having with a monster. Um, and not even realizing he was a zombie at the time. She just thought he was going to be a casualty of the battle. So she was okay cutting mm-hmm. him in half with her chainsaw. Um, and then uh, when he didn't die, she was like, okay, fine. I may as well use my magic to wipe your memory. So when she used her magic on him, he apparently absorbed all her powers. So now he has to be the magical girl instead, which means he has to be the one wearing the dress and using the chainsaw. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's um, definitely a comedy. And um, like later on, another character is introduced where she's like a vampire ninja and all three of the girls like live in his house with him because that's just the way anime happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, like, none of them like him. It's not, like, your normal, like, harem comedy where, like, the girls are all falling all over the main character for no reason. None of these girls like him. Okay. Except for the necromancer. But, like, it's pretty clear that it's not, like, really a romantic love that she has for him. She just likes him because she thinks he's just nice. I gotcha. So, like, his his relationship with her, even though he might want it to be romantic, is not romantic. But yeah, like his his relationship with the other two girls, the vampire ninja and the magical girl, is very adversarial, and none of the three of them like each other. So uh, it's is the the male main character wearing glasses, and there's a butterfly next to him, and does he no. say this is a zombie? No. Ah. No, the male main character doesn't wear glasses. Uh, and oh, you're making a reference to the meme. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. The main character doesn't wear glasses, but his friend from high school does. Mm. Like his friend from the school that he goes to wears glasses. But yeah, it's. I'm going to be honest. It's a little dated. It is very early 2010s. Um, which is like right before anime really started hitting like mainstream success and becoming a little less weird. Um, this, this one feels like it came at like the tail end of the early two thousands. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a definitely an anime that feels like it comes from a recent, but mostly bygone era of anime. Oh, okay. but, but at the same time, it's still like, its sense of humor is so different from other anime series that I've seen and it really catches you off guard. Like, watching the English dub was crazy because um, there's, like, the the uh, the vampire ninja lady calls the main character Maggot. Mm. Um, and uh, he's like, why do you keep calling me Maggot? And the magical girl's like, well, maybe because it rhymes with and then he's like, shut up. <laughs> Like you don't hear jokes like that in other anime shows. Yeah, yeah. Clearly something that uh was of the time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like uh it's like when you watch the ghost stories dub and you got the little kid like running around the track and the older kid is training him and he's like, Imagine a big black man chasing you, and the kid's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> Like that's not the sort of thing you could do anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
not if you want people to like it. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely got a very different sense of humor, and it is very of its time, as I was saying before. But yeah. Other than that, that's it. That's all I got. This is a very short plugs and recommendations segment today. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was just nothing I've... Like, I, that's the thing, is I saw one or two movies within the past week, but like one I didn't like, and then the other was like I thought was so-so, but ultimately I don't think anyone else would actually like it. Yeah. Ultimately to the point where I forgot what that movie was because I was trying to think of it yesterday, but I completely forgot what it was. Yeah, other than The Cursed, the only uh, movie I've watched this week was me and my parents watched Office Space again. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I did think of one. I saw it like a month ago. By the time of this recording, I saw it a month ago. Uh, Jackass Forever. Um, see it if if you like the Jackass stuff. If you don't, then don't see it. I mean, if you like the Jackass stuff, you'll like this. If you didn't like the Jackass stuff, then this isn't for you. Alrighty, then I won't go see it. <laughs> 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 I, I don't really understand the appeal of Jackass myself. So, I I like it in the sense of like it's especially with this movie because we haven't had that like dumb stupid camaraderie with because because that's ultimately what these movies are it's it's dumb stupid camaraderie with these group of men who most of them are actually friends um that's ultimately what it was get up to dumb hijinks do stupid stunts that sort of stuff and as long as they're all laughing and as long as the person that got hurt is laughing, we're laughing as well. Um, Which ultimately this movie coming out at the time it did one showed me like we, we kind of needed jackass right now. We, we needed it because there hasn't been something this stupid slash stupid funny in a long time as well as just like a good, fun time in the theaters like i haven't i haven't experienced that in a really long time because this ultimately is just like yeah watch them do stupid funny stuff and like most people including myself you're just laughing or like cringing the whole time at like gross stuff that's happening or whatever um i don't know at, at ultimately we're doing in terms of COVID, we're doing better than we were a year or even a year and a half ago. Yeah. But like, it's still times are different. Yeah. As well as like you and I, we're in our twenties and in your twenties, things already kind of suck for different reasons. Yeah. Um, So, so to just have this, this one, happy lighthearted, stupid thing come out was refreshing yeah so, that. Alrighty then well then i think that is store brand comics for the week isn't it that is it Alrighty. well then i have been to and i've been brandon and now we are not and we will talk to you next week take care